Welcome to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Now get ready for another episode of Strange Things with Joshua P. Warren. The thoughts and opinions expressed by the host are thoughts and opinions only and do not necessarily reflect those of iHeartMedia, iHeartRadio, Coast to Coast AM, employees of Premier Networks or their sponsors and associates. You are encouraged to do the proper amount of research yourself, depending on the subject matter and your needs. bringing you brand new, mind-blowing content, news, exercises, and weird experiments you can do at home, and a lot more on this edition of the show, The Psychomantium, Reunions with the Dead. I've mentioned this before, and now here is the whole story. In ancient Greek and Roman mythology, Zeus had nine daughters. Now, these goddesses were called the Muses, and they presided over the arts and sciences. So to this day, we call someone who inspires an artist a muse. To display great works of creativity, the Greeks created places called museons. It literally meant seat of the muses or display of the muses. And in Latin, Museon became museum, so the N turned into an M, so museon is museum, and that's why we call these kinds of places museums today. But the ancient Greeks had another type of place called a necromantion. Today, we would call them a necromantium or necromantium. It meant a display of the dead, and it seems the main one was on the banks of the Acheron River in a remote place called Epirus. Now, if an ancient Greek was obsessed with contacting a deceased loved one, that person would make the long journey to Epirus, uh, bringing along one or two items that belonged to the dead person. And upon arriving, the person would be awestruck to find a, a massive stone mound sort of sculpted into a kind of temple with lots of rooms and a, a series of spooky, restricted access tunnels, sort of honey, uh, like honeycombing deep below the ground there. So the person would would plea with a priest to be given the necromantion experience. And if the priest obliged, a series of somber preparations began. The person would dress very simply and spend days mainly alone in a very basic room, thinking intensely about the deceased loved one and dwelling on the items that belong to that person. And a priest would occasionally come in and converse about the dead loved one, you know, encouraging the person to remember as much as possible, as vividly as possible about the deceased. After 
these days of of mental preparation were done, the person would finally be taken to the entrance of a dark tunnel and told to enter alone. The tunnel was barely lit by lamps, and the person would walk farther and farther down the winding paths, and eventually the person would enter a large chamber, illuminated only by a couple of candles, and in the middle was a large, shiny cauldron filled with water. The person would walk up and stare at the dark, flat surface of this deep water and relax. And then after a while, something amazing would happen. An image would begin to form on the water, and then it would morph into the face of the loved one. Uh, Its features would become more and more textured, uh, more and more realistic and three-dimensional. But next, something truly unbelievable would happen. Finally, the deceased loved one would rise from the cauldron and step forth. I'm talking about a figure just as solid and tangible as ever. And the two could then have one last sort of full on interaction and, you know, get some kind of closure, whatever was needed. And when it was over, the spirit would step back and fade away. Now, That was a long time ago, and it's impossible for us to know for certain what all happened inside the Necromantion chambers. Some believe there were actors involved. Others say the people were were drugged. Uh, We just can't know for sure. But in the 1980s, Dr. Raymond Moody, one of the smartest people in the world, asked the question, what if, what if, there actually was something about that method that would allow someone to experience these things authentically. You know, would, would somehow create this experience. What if? And he was a guy who had earned the right to ask that question in a very serious manner. You see, Dr. Raymond Moody, he's a, he's a university professor with a, a PhD in psychology and then another PhD in philosophy and an MD from the Medical College of Georgia. And in the 1970s, he became uh, world famous for writing a best selling book based on his work with patients. It was called Life After Life. And in that book, he coined the phrase near death experience or NDE and a lot of other terminology that is now part of pop culture, such as the tunnel of light, you know, that kind of thing. So he, he's also one of the nicest people I've ever met, but more on that later. So anyway, with the success of his book, Life After Life, and his follow-up book, I mean, he was given carte blanche to sort of just research and write a book about anything he wanted. So as a philosopher, with an expert background in ancient Greek, he flew to Greece to study the Necromantion right there on the ground in the field. The result was published in his 1994 book called Reunions, Visionary Encounters with Departed Loved Ones. Now, he had taken what he learned about the Necromantion Uh, technique and then streamlined it, modernized it and tested it on lots of people. And guess what? It worked. 
But instead of calling it a necromantium, a place where the dead are displayed, he called it a psychomantium or psychomantium, a place where the mind is on display. One of the first he built was in an old barn on his property. He called it his theater of the mind. And the setup is quite simple. All you need is a very dimly lit room. Just one candle or a comparable light will do. You put a chair in the room and and you hang a mirror uh, of any size on the wall. Now, it, it should be oriented so that as you sit in the chair facing the mirror a few feet away, you cannot see your own reflection. The mirror should therefore be just above your eye level. Now, you might also add some white noise like a fan, but, you know, that's not not necessary. But you see, the physical setup, it's only part of the process. Like I mentioned with the ancient Greeks, it really begins long before if you want to do this seriously. Because in that tradition of the ancient Greek priests, Dr. Moody would begin by asking his patient to bring an item that belonged to the dead person and then sit down with him for a session. And he would ask that patient to talk all about the dead person in as much detail as possible, trying to remember and even relive some of the most vivid details. How did that person look, smell, speak, behave? What good experiences did you share with that person? What bad experiences? Now, you might do one day of sessions before entering the psychomantium, or you might do a series of them over a period of days. But ultimately, the patient will reach a point when you can tell he or she has basically said it all. Okay, and, and, and it's the patient seems just suddenly kind of relaxed and ex exhausted. And that's when, you know, the person is ready. Then you send the patient off into the psychomantium room by him or herself. They need to keep their eyes open, blinking as normal, but keeping their attention on the mirror. And the patient needs to simply allow whatever happens to happen. Now, you can stay in as long as you want, and you can get up and leave whenever you want. Dr. Moody said that time and time again, the patient would emerge from the room in a very emotional, yet relieved state. Because sure enough, in many cases, if not most, the deceased person would appear and interact in some form. He often worked as a grief counselor, and Dr. Moody said that this was an amazing therapeutic tool for those who were lost in grieving and depression. And so he started traveling the world, demonstrating this and teaching crowds about his discovery, all the while bringing his psychomantia mirror with him. I have a lot to tell you about that mirror, because guess who owns it right now? Moi. And I'm going to tell you when we come back from this break, also... What happened when I started experimenting with this stuff and what happened after I met Dr. Moody and he taught me how to properly do this. And I'm going to tell you some of the wildest stories in this show that you've ever heard. Maybe you won't believe what I have to say, but listen, all I can tell you is it's true and you can experiment with this stuff yourself. I'm going to dig into all of it when we come back. You know what? A guy emailed me today 
And he said, you know, Josh, I, I want to change my life. I'm ready. I want to attract good luck. I want to attract more money. I want to enjoy the spiritual realm and, and be able to see into the other side. But I don't know where to begin. What do I do? And I said, it's easy. It's free. Go to joshuapwarren.com. Takes you two seconds. You'll see a little box there where you can put your email address in there. And then when you put your email address in, you hit submit and you will instantly receive an email from me with some links to free stuff that can change your life. That's how you do it. Change your life forever. JoshuaPWarren.com. I am Joshua P. Warren, and you are listening to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. And I will be right back. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. People don't always realize just how much their negative thoughts and experiences stick with them and weigh them down. You may find your brain constantly running through a highlight reel of bad moments. That comment your friend made last week that hurt your feelings. That frustrating thing your mom does. Or that silly thing you said in a meeting. Maybe it's time to get it all off your chest. Whether it's a tiny annoyance or something much bigger, talking about it can give you some relief and lead you to a potential solution. That's where therapy comes in. It's a safe space to share whatever's weighing you down and learn to process it so your internal highlight reel can focus on the good stuff. And BetterHelp offers affordable online therapy on a schedule that works for you. Connect with a licensed therapist by text, phone, or video call. Start the process in minutes and switch therapist anytime. Let it out with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash strange things today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash strange things. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Are you on the hunt for a new home this spring, but don't know where to start? Fisher Homes is your solution. Your new home should reflect you from the front door to the kitchen and even your outdoor space. Start your journey by selecting your ideal home site, like in a cul-de-sac or that's tree-lined, and then choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans. Bring it all together at our Lifestyle Design Center. Let Fisher Homes be your new home solution this spring and start making memories at fisherhomes.com. 
Younger looks in minutes? It's real with Instantly Ageless from HealthyLooking.com. This velvety micro cream applied to areas on the face immediately diminishes visible signs of aging. Great for bags under the eyes, forehead wrinkles, saggy eyebrows, crow's feet, and facial pores. Now look your beautiful best in less than two minutes with Instantly Ageless. And it works great for women and men. Here's what happened when they tried Instantly Ageless on the doctors. But I want you all to imagine a cream that can instantly remove your under eye bags. We're going to put it to the test with our good friend, Dr. Sonia Batra. So what, what is this product? So this is a product we're going to see if it works. It's called Instantly Ageless. And the idea is that it works very quickly. Is you just need a very small amount. And then you apply it to areas where you might be a little bit puffy. I have just looked at what's in this product and I've looked at the ingredients. And one of them is something called Argyroline, which is sort of a darling in dermatology right now. It's a peptide or a protein that actually relaxes is the muscle. It's also called Botox in a bottle. It's meant to relax muscle and work like Botox. I mean, you can literally see it working but, as you're yeah. putting it on. Yeah. The other active ingredient in this is silicates, which are almost act like a clay. They're minerals, and they're making the skin sort of tighter. It's actually increasing the surface tension on the skin to push that herniated fat pad back. Order yours today at HealthyLooking.com or by phone at 800-604-3129. 800-604-3129. Our starter kit is only $19.99, including shipping. And the full-size box has now been discounted substantially as well. Put your best face forward instantly with Instantly Ageless from HealthyLooking.com. That's HealthyLooking.com. Hi, this is George Norrie, and you're listening to the new iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Now let's get back to Strange Things with Joshua P. Warren. Welcome back to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I am your host, the Wizard of Weird, Joshua P. Warren. And you might be thinking this psychomantium phenomenon is similar to scrying. Scrying is where you stare at a crystal ball or a bowl of water like Nostradamus uh, to have psychic visions. And it is related to scrying, but it's a much bigger setup and it has a different kind of tone and intention. So it's not the same, but it is related. And when I first learned about the psychomantium, my lemur team and I started experimenting with it. We built the first one at, and, and lemur, of course, was, it still is my uh, paranormal investigation team. We're just not active anymore because we <laughs> we've gotten older and busier as life has gone on and we're spread all over the <laughs> place but we still we, we still occasionally do things but anyway um we started experimenting by building the first one at brian irish's house and we decided you know once we had it set up without any kind of you know mental preparation and all that we would just take turns going in there to to just sit in it to just see what it, you know, what happens to be in that physical environment. So I was the first person who went in 
And I think we were all figured we'd stay in like, you know, 20 or 30 minutes apiece. And so what I can tell you is that um, fairly quickly, uh, I started losing a sense of, of time. Uh, then most surprising is when I started losing a sense of space. It, it eventually felt like the walls weren't there anymore. And I was just sort of, I don't want to say floating in outer space, but I was, I didn't feel the limitations of being in a building. And then I started seeing these little flickers of light that would dart around similar to orbs or something like that. I mean, it was starting to get really interesting. Um, but then I think somebody, you know, tapped on the door and it was like, you know, my time was up. So that was my experience. Robert McGee, he was a member of the team who was one of the biggest skeptics. He was one of those guys who was always like, you know, I am, I am the cooler of the paranormal. I show up and nothing happens. But even Robert had an experience in there. Uh, Robert, he came out and said that, uh, he at one point was startled because it felt like some kind of hissing cold air was blowing on his neck and it was really distracting him. And he wondered at some point if, you know, we were playing a prank or something on him. So that was a, a pretty, I mean, he was kind of rattled by that. Brian had recently lost a very close friend. And so when Brian was in there, uh, and I think he went back in later that night because this was his house, you know, he actually ended up having like a full blown experience. And by the way, when we were doing these sessions, we did set up a camera in there and it didn't capture anything paranormal. So at that time, we, we thought maybe these are totally subjective experiences. Like Moody, Moody was sort of, uh, implying that they do just happen in the mind. There's nothing actually manifesting in the room, but that would actually kind of change later on. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll get to that. So I was so fascinated that uh, I interviewed Dr. Moody on my, the show I was doing back then, uh, it was called Speaking of Strange, and we continued corresponding. And so I asked him if I could hire him and produce a weekend-long psychomantium workshop in Black Mountain, North Carolina. And he was just delighted to agree, and so it was one of the coolest things I've ever done. He and his wonderful wife, Cheryl, came to the historic Madison Inn there in Black Mountain, North Carolina, March of 2008. And I kept the group small intentionally, you know, probably like 30 people who would you know pay a little ticket to show up and just be a part of this for the weekend. And let me tell you, it turned out to be sort of like a who's who of the paranormal and metaphysical world. People came from all over the country. Rosemary Ellen Guiley was there. And of course, she sadly, she passed away in 2019. Ray Buckland was there. He wrote tons of books about magic and the occult, including Buckland's complete book of witchcraft. He died in 2017. Also, uh, it's sad that he's no longer with us. Um, we were very fortunate to have those two wonderful people there. And we had people like, like Mark Nesbitt, who wrote Ghosts of Gettysburg. I, I can't even remember who all were there. And these are, see, these are people like, usually if you show up at an event, these are the people who are the speakers, right? But not, no, in this case, we were all there as students that weekend to learn from Dr. Raymond Moody. And that weekend, we took one room in this grand old inn, and Dr. Moody personally set up the perfect psychomantium in there so we could all take turns in it. And he brought 
his psychomantium mirror with him. Now, this is a mirror that he had used all over the world for years. This mirror is about 23 inches tall and 19 inches wide, including this elaborate, wide, ornate wooden frame. There's no telling how old this mirror is. Dr. Moody said that back in the 1980s, he was in a little antique store in Anniston, Alabama, and he saw this thing and instantly said, that's the one. And he brought it home and personally hand-painted the, the wooden frame black. Well, that weekend, a lot of people had a lot of experiences in that psychomantium room. You know, Dr. Moody would give us lessons and classes and talk to us all day. And then we would take turns going up to this room. And I could tell you stories about, you know, a lot of stories about what happened. But I think the creepiest thing happened. I, I, I think it was Mark Nesbitt who experienced this, actually. I'm not sure about that. Um, but he actually, he came out of the psychomantium and none of us knew this, but he had decided to just bring a little audio recorder with him and let it run while he was in there. And then later on, he was reviewing his audio and he got everybody's attention. And he was, for he, of course, he came to me first and he was like, listen to this. <laughs> and it, he played this recording and I'm telling you, if you can imagine what it would sound like if the gates of hell were opened, I mean, it was like demonic growling and just like some really unnerving, creepy sounds. And, um, so we were all freaked out about that. And he actually emailed that to me, but it was in some kind of file format that I could never convert. So I don't, I don't, I, that, that's been a long time ago. Like I said, that was 2008. I can't put my hands on that recording, but maybe I can try to get back in touch with Mark and see if he still got that. Anyway, that was interesting because that seemed to indicate that maybe there was something objective, you know, something that's not just, within the mind, unless something in his mind was creating that as as well on the recording. I mean, you get into some very weird territory where you're starting to figure out the relationship between mind and body and environment. But that was spooky, hearing these like very, very hideous, like the, the kind of stuff like you would not want to sleep in that room after hearing this. So anyway, at the end of that weekend, everybody got a certificate signed by Dr. Moody saying that we had completed his psychomantium training. How cool is that? And then Dr. Moody and Cheryl were ready to head out. But there were some people who planned to stay an extra day and they wanted to continue going into the psychomantium room, of course, and experimenting. And so instead of disassembling everything, uh, Dr. Moody said it was cool to just leave it there. And then when the event was over, I could just ship the mirror back to him. So a couple of days later, I go to the inn to pick up the, the mirror, you know, well, that's, I was, I was supposed to go to the inn to pick up the mirror. Um, I don't, I don't remember exactly in what order all this happened, but basically at some point I contacted him and Cheryl and I said, like, before I ship this thing, what what are the chances that I could buy this from you? You know, that you would sell it to me. And Dr. Moody had a, understandably, he had a sentimental attachment to it and he really didn't want to sell it. But his wife, Cheryl, said that he is one of those guys who should have, you know, like a museum, that he has too much stuff and they've been trying to clean out some of his stuff. And they, she literally said, we are overrun here. And she knew that it would be put to good use with me and good hands. And so 
she encouraged him to take this offer. And so thankfully, <laughs> Dr. Moody said, okay. And he sold me the mirror. And uh, I actually have the email right here in front of me dated March 11th, 2008. It's from Cheryl. And she says, quote, enjoy the mirror. It has been used hundreds and hundreds of times. Hope it brings good juju, as I always say. Take care, Cheryl. All right. So how exciting is this? I thought, wow, I cannot believe I'm going to get to own this famous mirror that all these people all around the world have looked into and, and seen, you know, spirits had spiritual experiences. So anyway, Lauren and I, we go to pick this mirror up and, um, we, we drove to the Madison Inn. We took the mirror at very carefully and put it in the trunk of my car. And then, uh, right there in black mountain is a great pizza restaurant. I believe it's called my father's pizza. And so we decided to stop there and have lunch. So, and I mean, this is probably like a mile or something from the Madison. It's very, very close. So we got out of the car to walk across the parking lot into the restaurant. And as soon as we got out of the car and started walking away inside the trunk, we heard thump, thump, thump. And we went, we stopped in our tracks. It sounded like somebody had been kidnapped and thrown in our trunk and was beating trying to get out. That was just the beginning. When we come back from this break, I'll tell you what happened when Lauren and I went and opened the trunk and then what happened when we took this mirror to my house and hung it on the wall and things that continued to happen related to the Psychomantium. I'm Joshua P. Warren. You're listening to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. And I will be back after these important messages. Don't go anywhere. There's more Strange Things coming right up. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Are you on the hunt for a new home this spring? 
but don't know where to start? Fisher Homes is your solution. Your new home should reflect you from the front door to the kitchen and even your outdoor space. Start your journey by selecting your ideal home site, like in a cul-de-sac or that's tree-lined, and then choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans. Bring it all together at our Lifestyle Design Center. Let Fisher Homes be your new home solution this spring and start making memories at fisherhomes.com. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey folks, producer Tom here reminding you to make sure and check out our official Coast to Coast AM YouTube channel. For many of us, YouTube is our go-to place for audio-visual media, and we here at Coast to Coast are happy to share free hour-long excerpts of Coast to Coast AM with you, our loyal fans and new listeners. Our YouTube channel offers many different Coast to Coast AM hour-long pieces of audio on numerous topics, including ufology, extraterrestrials, conspiracies, strange creatures, prophecies, and much, much more. There's even a section that includes our most popular uploads, such as many of the David Pilates shows on people dis appearing in national parks to visit or subscribe just go to youtube and type in coast to coast am official or you can simply go to the coast to coast am.com website and click on the youtube icon at the top it's the official coast to coast am youtube channel you're gonna love this just get on over to coast to coast am.com and start your free listening now You're listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Heard on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you find your favorite shows. iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I am your host, Joshua P. Warren, and this is the show where the unusual becomes usual. Think, just think of how many people all over the world, often grieving, would sit and stare at this particular mirror that Dr. Moody was using in his demonstrations. We're talking about staring at this mirror and then seeing a ghostly figure of some kind emerge. It's wild to think about that. 
hundreds and hundreds of people, if not thousands. And now here this thing was in the trunk of my car. Boom, boom, boom. (laughs) Sounds like somebody's trying to get out of the car. Locked in the trunk. Lauren and I just looked at each other for a second, and then it was one of those, uh, what the... So we went back, of course, opened the trunk, and here is the mirror. It's just sitting there, pretty as you please, nicely packed up, just as it was when we put it in there. Nothing out of the ordinary. So, that was our first taste. We... we We'd had, we had our, our pizza for lunch and then we took it home and hung it on the wall of our living room. And now this is a house. I don't, you know, I don't own this house anymore, but this was in North Carolina. And after we hung this mirror on the wall every month, numerous times per month, we would suddenly hear some kind of tapping on that wall. And often we would hear what sounded like voices in the living room when there was nobody else around. That happened the whole rest of the time we lived there. But listen to this. I had also set up sort of a a, a guest bedroom of my house as a psychomantium with a different mirror. I had done this before I met Dr. Moody. So I already had my own psychomantium at my house. And I want to tell you about some of the things that happened in there. The one that I had in my house had a big mirror that I just bought at, you know, some pretty mainstream store. I can't remember. But um, I had a friend. If you listen to Speaking of Strange, you remember a guy we had on there a lot named... We called him Rob from Holland, big Dutchman. Rob from Holland. He would hit, had a great radio voice, love, lovely accent, and he always had crazy stories about his life. And so, Rob from Holland was a boisterous and very, you know, skeptical guy in a lot of ways. He was a no BS kind of guy. And, but, you know, open-minded. So, he went into the psychomantium at my house one night. And he came out about 20 or 30 minutes later, and he was amazed because he said that he had some little kitten that he loved when he was a child, and he hadn't thought about this kitten in years. And all of a sudden, he feels, you know, that sensation of a little creature crawling around, and he looks down and he sees this kitten. You know, that's the experience that he had, and that was a a really profound experience for him. And I was, you know, that was almost like Robert McGee, you know, another very skeptical friend who who still had an experience in a psychomantium. And then there was another occasion. Oh, by the way, Rob from Holland, he died in 2019. I know it's it's sad. You know, know, listen to this. Okay. There was a a young lady, a 19 year old. uh, We'll call her Kathy. She was a friend of a friend. She came over to my house one night and, uh, at one point, my buddy says, Hey, you should, uh, you should put Kathy in the psychomantium. And she goes, What? She had no idea what I was talking about. And I started to explain. And then I was like, Wait a second. No, no. I, I said, As an experiment, I'm not going to tell you anything about this. Just go in that room right there and sit there for about 20 or 30 minutes. And I'll come and, you know, tap on the door and get you. So she goes, okay. I mean, she knew I was into this, you know, some weird stuff, but <laughs> so without any knowledge whatsoever or any suggestion, you know, planted in her head regarding what this experience would be, she went into that room 
And, oh, probably, you know, close to 30 minutes later, she came out and she was crying and she was really, really just emotional. And, uh, so, you know, and she, she just walks up to me and she said, how did you do that? I'm telling you, it was one of the like saddest things because how did you do that? And I said, I sat her down. I said, what happened to you? And she explained to me that her mother had died when she was little and her grandmother had raised her. So that was pretty much her, you know, that was her mother figure. And not too long before that, her grandmother had died. And so as she was sitting there in the room, she said her grandmother appeared and came out of the mirror and came up and hugged her and said, you know how much I love you. And she was so like blown away by this that Kathy was basically asking like, you know, how are you a magician? Are you a wizard? Are you a sorcerer? Like, what did you? And, uh, I explained to her, like, this is just something that happens sometimes when people are in this environment. I mean, again, that's with no preparation whatsoever. You know what? And I mean, I just recently started thinking about this. She was 19. She, Kathy, is dead now because a few years after that, in her 20s, she was killed in a car accident. And as I told you, that was a guest bedroom that I converted into a psychomantium. My mother-in-law, Lauren's mother, named Linda, she came to visit us for a few weeks, and she slept in that room. And she was a very healthy, fit person. She's dead now. She'd been a very healthy, fit person her whole life, and she was in her early 60s, and boom, she got cancer. And uh, and she died a few years ago. And you know what? I've just... it's it, I'm just now realizing, as I tell you these stories, that an awful lot of the people in these psychomantium stories are dead now. And that actually just gave me goosebumps because I, I honestly, I'd never really thought about that before just now. I don't, I'm not saying I think that the psychomantium caused this, but I mean, I've never heard anybody else talk about that. Uh, so I don't know. What does that mean? I mean, anything? Uh, am I just, is it confirmation bias? It just so happens that these people that I know of who had some of these profound experiences are, they passed away maybe a little earlier than they should. I don't know. That's weird. Lauren and I are fine. Okay. Lauren and I are fine. When I moved to Puerto Rico, I was, you know, I cherished this mirror so much and I was so afraid, you know, it would get broken or misplaced that I entrusted it to my mother, Peggy. And she kept the mirror for me. She was hesitant to do it, though. My mom never, ever wanted to look at the mirror. And if you've heard me interview my mom, you know, my mom has some very special sensitivities. And so my mom I gave it to her wrapped up and she kept it face down on top of the cabinet all those years and never touched it. And then finally, not too long ago, I was visiting my parents and, uh, I, I got it down and blew the dust off of it. <laughs> my mom was like, I have no desire to, to look at that mirror and shipped it out here to Las Vegas. That's where it is right now here with me in Las Vegas. And I tell you that mirror along with Carville the Alien, are my two most prized possessions. And I think they both belong in museums. And I'm so thrilled to have 
you know, this, this moment to, to, in, to have them all to myself. But I, I have given lots of love and lots of respect to both of them. And everything has been calm and good. And that's how I plan to keep it. So hopefully this has been a pretty darn good overview for you regarding the psychomantium phenomenon. And, you know, again, we have this question of how much of this is something that just happens in the mind of the person. Just like a dream, you know, a dream seems real to you when it's happening. But you, if you had a video camera sitting in your bedroom while you're dreaming, the camera is not going to capture the dream. That doesn't lessen its reality to you. Is this is it more like that? Is is that, you know, that's why Dr. Moody called it the psychomantium. Or are there things that can sometimes appear in the more objective external environment as well? Or a little combination of things. Or like, for example, I told you about the, the, the creepy recording that came from the room. Well, this was a, an old haunted inn. So maybe the recording had nothing to do directly with the psychomantium. These are questions that we, they're too complex for us to answer. So if you decide to experiment with some version of the psychomantium, let me know. Okay. I've given you all the information you need about, you know, how to do this. And, and you can also read Dr. Moody's book, Reunions. I'm sure you can find that on Amazon or a lot of different places. So just, yeah, let me know what happens to you if you, if you set up a place of your, you know, spot aside in your house to do this. And I want to very publicly uh, thank Dr. Moody and his wife, Cheryl, because they are still out there doing wonderful work and helping a lot of people. And that weekend that I spent with them at Black Mountain was one of the best weekends of my life. I just loved every single moment of it. And, um, and it's such an honor to have been, you know, sort of trained in person, uh, by Dr. Moody. And a lot of the conversations that we had were not just about like how to conjure up a dead person. A lot of them had to do with, um, dealing with, with death and and grief in general and how to help people through that the how finite that is you know how how brutal that is because it's like when when somebody dies it's like there's no there's no give there you know what i'm saying it's like you just have to deal with it and it hurts when we come back from this break i want to give you a little update here on robert the haunted doll Robert the Haunted Doll down there in Key West and read you some emails. I'm Joshua P. Warren. You're listening to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. And I'll be back right after this. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Are you on the hunt for a new home this spring, but don't know where to start? Fisher Homes is your solution. Your new home should reflect you from the front door to the kitchen and even your outdoor space. Start your journey by selecting your ideal home site, like in a cul-de-sac or that's tree-lined, and then choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans. Bring it all together at our Lifestyle Design Center. Let Fisher Homes be your new home solution this spring and start making memories at fisherhomes.com. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. The loss of hair is definitely not something that gets better with age. In fact, at age 20, 20% of men and women show noticeable hair loss. By 60, that number is closer to two-thirds. With that in mind, Dr. Nathan Newman saw an opportunity. Easy-to-use Reveal is so much different than the tired old products on the market. Reveal uses stem cell technology and natural ingredients to revitalize the appearance of your hair for a fuller look. Here's more on Reveal with Dr. Newman. In the Reveal skincare products, we were very conscious to use everything that is natural from our plant stem cells or from plant extracts that are not going to damage your hair or cause irritation. Because most of the products that we had, uh, phthalate, a lot of alcohol, parabens, or things that we didn't really want to expose our health or our hair to, we were very conscious about keeping the Reveal hair care system very natural. And even the preservatives that we use is a natural preservative from plants. You cannot find many products out there that give you all the benefits without all the problems. Join thousands of women and men enjoying fuller-looking hair with Reveal. And only at HealthyLooking.com can you get Reveal with free smart delivery shipping. Just remember discount code GEORGE at checkout. Easy-to-use, award-winning Reveal can be yours in days by ordering now at HealthyLooking.com. That's HealthyLooking.com. Or by phone, toll-free, 24-7, That's 800 604-3129. Reveal from HealthyLooking.com. Hey, it's time to head over to CoastToCoastAM.com and check out the Art Bell Vault, a collection of timeless audio. Listen to some of the great interviews with the likes of the late Father Malachi Martin, Dr. Evelyn Paglini, investigative journalist Jim Mars, and more. This is classic audio that you can enjoy at any time, and it's all heard without interruption. 
New shows are added each week, so find out how to access the Art Bell Vault now by going to coasttocoastam.com. That's coasttocoastam.com. Welcome back to the final segment of this edition of Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I am your host, Joshua P. Warren, and I have I have a little mystery for you. I'm sure some somebody out there will solve this one probably pretty easily. If you don't know who Robert the Doll is, he, he is truly the world's most haunted doll. You can just look up Robert the Doll. He lives in Key West, Florida. I even wrote an ebook about it. If you go to my curiosity shop, you'll find a book called Don't Play with Robert, the World's Most Haunted Doll. And really, you know, the gist of it is that almost like 120 years ago, uh, this doll came into the lives of this wealthy family in Key West. And the the sort of urban legend was always that this wealthy family had a, a servant and she was from the islands and she knew some magic and she got disgruntled. And so she created this doll and put some kind of a spirit into it. And for all these decades, people have been claiming the doll ha- it comes to life sometimes and it's attacked People and, and it's, I mean, the, the stories go on and on and on. And I will tell you that this is very interesting because when you see Robert, he's a large doll. You know, he's like probably three feet tall or something. And you think to yourself, like, wow, this servant had some pretty impressive doll making skills. Uh, but it turns out that a great researcher and author there in Key West named David Sloan, he discovered that in fact, Robert is a rare German Steiff doll from the early 1900s. And it's unusually big. So he thinks it might've been a store display. And it was originally in a clown costume. Now, currently Robert is in a little sailor outfit, but um, yeah. And of course, a lot of people don't like clowns. So now there's a little clown (laughs) aspect to Robert. Um, a clown costume, which was like a pink and green harlequin clown suit adorned with some pom-poms. He found like an ad or something. And also this wealthy family, they were called the Otto family. They were originally from Germany, uh, Prussia, and it's believed that Jean's mother, Minnie Otto, and Jean was the little boy who had the doll, uh, that his, that his mother, Minnie Otto, may have purchased the doll on a trip to Hamburg Germany while she was visiting relatives and then brought him back to Key West. So it goes to show that the doll was not created from scratch by, um, by this person, this servant, this disgruntled servant. However, um, she or, or somebody certainly modified the doll because it does not look at all the same as it originally did. So who knows what was done to it? So that's interesting, but here's why I'm bringing this up in, in particular. I have a YouTube channel. And, um, I, I've had it for 
gosh, a long time. I think since like 2006 or something like that. If you go to YouTube and just do a search for Joshua P. Warren, you'll find my channel. I probably have hundreds of videos and I have gotten millions of views over the past, you know, 15 years. And one of the videos it's very short. It's only one minute and seven seconds long, and it's called JPW Meets Robert. And this is my actual footage of the first time I arrived in Key West, Florida, all by myself on a sweltering day. This was August of 2010, and I walked into the the, the fort, the museum there where they keep him, and I was the only person in there other than the lady at the front desk. There was nobody else around. So that made it even more eerie. So I walked in and I walked up and I saw Robert for the first time. And you're supposed to introduce yourself to Robert and be really nice because if you don't get his sort of approval and permission to photograph him, bad things happen to you. And the wall around him is plastered with letters from people asking for forgiveness because of this. So I, you know, I just basically walked up there. And you see me say, like, hello, Robert, my name is Joshua Warren. Uh, I don't remember exactly what I said, but it was something like I've come a long way to, you know, to, to learn about you and, you know, thank you and blah, blah, blah. I just said some nice stuff to him. Right. And that's about it. Again, one minute and seven seconds long. And there are a lot of comments on that video. And over the past few months, a ton of them have been comments in Japanese and I can't figure out why that is I'm assuming somebody in Japan who has some prominence you know posted this <laughs> uh, and and so I, I was going through and trying to like copy and paste because I know no Japanese at all I mean most people I'm sure in this country do would not and uh and when you try to translate them, I don't think these online translators are that great. And I certainly have not had the time to go through and try to translate them all. But I'll just do one here and there. And a lot of them in one way or another seem to say thank you. You know, thank you, Robert. Thank you, Robert. Um, and then one of them said something like, did you see that? I just soiled myself. That was one of the comments. I don't know what he's talking about. Did he see something that I didn't see in that video? Then there's another comment. That said, like, Robert, I love you, you know. So I, I don't know. I can't figure out from from just reading these why all these Japanese comments are being left on that particular video. So maybe one of you listening to this show knows more about what's happening in Japan than I do. And you can tell me why that is. If somebody's posted something in Japan or I, I just don't know. So go to YouTube. Just type in JPW meets Robert and watch this video and see the comments and see if you can figure it out and email me. Also, while you're, you know, if you're going to do that, while you're there, listen, while you are there, go ahead and subscribe, subscribe to my YouTube channel, please. I would appreciate that. I'm going to be posting some really, really cool new videos soon. Results from some new experiments. Uh, okay. Moving right along here. Uh, okay. Also, when it comes to my curiosity shop, you will find the paratemporal night vision goggles there. Those are the only goggles that I use for paranormal research. And by the way, I, um, I received an email from a lady who said, I, uh, I'm in Las Vegas and I want to know how I can come to your shop and, you know, buy something from your shop. And I had to explain to her that I don't have a physical shop. My curiosity shop is only an online shop and uh it's all just at me on my website there and also i don't even keep 
inventory here in Las Vegas. Uh, I in, Things that I create here, I ship all that stuff to Mobius in North Carolina so he can fill the individual orders. So Heather in Washington State, she got some of these paratemporal night vision goggles. And I'm telling you, these are very, very affordable. They're, they're like, you know, $595 for some amazing night vision. And she wrote, you know how I was, I did a show about the new moon possibly being like a primo time to, uh, to go out and see some UFO action. Well, she said, quote, we were out last night stargazing for the new moon. And I have to tell you how amazed we are with these goggles. No need to use the infrared except to see what wild animal is creeping in our wooded backyard. Just the regular night vision setting brings out so many stars you would never know are there. Mars is incredibly bright. We saw one oddball shooting star. Not enough information to label it unidentified, but still weird. <laughs> that goes to show what I'm talking about. So thank you, Heather. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, that's at the Curiosity Shop. And let me squeeze this in really quick. Uh, there is footage also on YouTube, if you search for it, of what is called a subterranean, let's see, it's a subterranean wormhole. It says, can anyone explain this? Wormhole apparently caught on tape. Check this out. If you go to my Twitter feed and you scroll down, you'll find a link to this. It, this happened in 2018 in Columbia, South America. A group of uh, engineers were constructing a bunch of big tunnels underground for the government, some kind of government project. And at one point, they look over in this tunnel, and this tunnel is doing something that's hard to explain. It's it's like there's a big, giant cloud that suddenly appears, and it's pulsing or breathing, and it's making this big, booming, roaring sound. One of the guys who was there working said this scared him to death. Like they thought the tunnel was going to collapse and nobody could explain like, why is this tunnel doing this? And they went and talked to a physicist and the physicist said something must be controlling it. We know there are wormholes out there. This might actually be a wormhole that these guys have tapped into right here on earth in South America. I'm going to try to learn more about that, but if you know more about it, please send me the information. And I don't think we're looking at something that can just be explained by some mist or fog or whatever that just sort of appears under certain pressurized conditions. This is something amazing and really different. So check that out and also follow me on Twitter. Uh, if you see the, the footage. Okay. My friends, here it is. Take a deep breath. The good fortune tone. That's it. For this edition of the show, follow me on Twitter at Joshua P. Warren. Plus, visit JoshuaPWarren.com to sign up for my free e-newsletter to receive a free instant gift and check out the cool stuff in the Curiosity Shop all at JoshuaPWarren.com. I have a fun one lined up for you next time, I promise. 
So please tell all your friends to subscribe to this show and to always remember the golden rule. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your interest and support. Thank you for staying curious. And I will talk to you again soon. You've been listening to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Well, if you like this episode of Strange Things, wait till you hear the next one. Thank you for listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network.